This is Cam from the Nerdbook Review, where we strive to broaden your fantasy horizons. Today, we are going to be bringing you The Ruin of Kings by Jen Lyons. Uh, it'll be Chris and I with a cameo appearance by Katie, who uh, brings her opinion of the book in for just a few minutes. I'm going to give you the usual spiel, and then we'll get right to the episode. You can reach us on Facebook uh, with the Nerdbook Review Facebook page. Uh, you can email us at nerdbookreview at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Twitter uh, with the handle Nerdbook Review. We do encourage people to interact with us. We really enjoy it, and it is the reason why we do these podcasts. So, one last little spiel. If you would be so kind as to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this, we would greatly appreciate it. Hope you have a great day and enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Hi, I'm Cam. And I'm Chris. And this is the Nerdbook Review. Today, we will be reviewing The Ruin of Kings by Jen Lyons. Jen Lyons. Jen Lyons, yes. I always want to say Jenny. Lyons. Yeah. Plural. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Jen Lyons. I want to say Jenny Lyon instead, but (laughs) I mean, my sister-in-law and several other people I know are Jenny, not Jen. Mm. So anyways. Nope. Jen Lyons. Jen Lyons. And that's with a Y, if you were to search for it. L-Y-O-N-S. Okay. Uh, I will give you the book info real quick, and then Chris, as usual, will give the book cover blurb. Uh, the book is 548 pages long. Uh, it was published by Tor this February. It's their uh, like their spring book that they're really pushing right now. Uh, Chris mentioned earlier that yeah, I was walking in, uh, just walking around downtown, jumped into a bookstore, and it had a pretty prominent display. Yeah. Um, it is the first book in the Godslayer series. It's also her uh, fantasy debut. She does have a urban fantasy series, so I guess I should say it's, it's her epic fantasy debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris and I have a little confusion, too. It looks like maybe this had been self-published you were talking about? Yeah. Uh, on Goodreads, there is a book by Jen Lyons called The Culling Fields, published March 8th, 2014, and the uh, the blurb is pretty similar to this yeah. book so i that would be my thought i didn't have a chance to look deeper into that okay yeah maybe i can do that before this actually episode actually airs yeah um and right. do we know if it's the god slayer trilogy series uh, five books five or maybe six okay. five or six i'm a, i'm certain it's which at least means five. eight yes especially <laughs> if it does well i read yes i read five <laughs> or six i can't remember but when i was reading tours you know blurb on their website it was the first of either a five-part or six-part series so okay okay chris kieran is a bastard orphan who grew up on storybook tales of long-lost princes and grand quests when he is claimed against his will as the long-lost son of a treasonous prince kieran finds that being a long-lost prince isn't what the storybooks promised Far from living the dream, Kieran finds himself practically a prisoner at the mercy of his new family's power plays and ambitions. He also discovers that the storybooks have lied about a lot of other things, too. Dragons, demons, gods, prophecies, true love, and how the hero always wins. Then again, maybe he's not the hero, for Kieran isn't destined to save the Empire. He's destined to destroy it. Dun, dun, dun... Um, my quick take, a journal account of the tale of Kieran 
as he goes from orphan to the highest heights and his obvious fall, since the tale begins with him in prison about to be executed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was kind of a run-on sentence uh, without any punctuation there, but uh, (laughs) I like to do my one to two sentence uh, take, so that's how I did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Chris, what are your first thoughts on the the book itself? The blurb hits it pretty hard with the dragons, demons, gods, prophecies, true love. It is a lot. There is a yep. lot going on in this book. Yep. Uh, right off the bat, high magic. Yep. Uh, um, gods, uh, they're real. Demons are real. Mm-hmm. Uh, prophecies, all that fun stuff. Um, this is... There's a lot of epic world building. Um, this is a book that's going to have uh, the main city is is it Kur? How did you say it? it's Q U U R? Uh, Kur. Yeah, I just spelled Kur. Kurs. Kur. Yeah. <laughs> but um, reminded me a lot of Rome, uh, like at the its classical height, mm-hmm. um, decadent. Um, so yeah, so it reminded me of Rome um, at its classical height. Um, mm-hmm. It. Like in earlier on too, like when it had when you when they still had true empires to oppose them, yeah. Like think Carthage, Persia, that kind of thing, you know, because mm-hmm. there are people who are opposed to them to the empire, which mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is this is the empire also called Kur, like the like the city or I I, I don't know maybe literally a blank right now. Yeah, on that. yeah. Um, and you have uh, sort of a, a ruling class mm-hmm. that's twelve families. Um, who are also each representative of uh, various industries. Um, Which, they, well, what was you going to say? No, I was going to say that actually reminds me because early on in Rome there were the like the seven ruling families that had the seven hills too. You know, like mm-hmm. so in a way, yeah. There's, I mean, but without being derivative in any way, like yeah. you, if you if you have that you know that image in your mind, I think that's a good one for me personally. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm sorry, I interrupted well, you. And so the uh, and so the twelve families also uh get together and choose uh the the who would be considered the ruling class in some ways it's sort of oligarchy yeah. with uh with the uh the facade of a representative democracy yeah uh, and the the ruling families also each control a certain thing too in the city right it, uh, a specific industry yes yeah and they all have they're all they all have magical abilities so yeah for example one of the families um that he actually gets along with kieran gets along with better than his own mm-hmm. um that uh, um they're like the healers like they, they were the greens right i can't remember what their uh, family name was but i think they were the greens. healers i thought were the family that he gets sort of imported into Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, maybe you're right. He That's gets along oh, yeah, with the, the ones blue. that are more magical, like yes. the magical items and that sort of thing. But healing okay, yeah, is sorry. the family that oh, he yeah, gets. Oh, yeah, which actually makes it so they can even be more sadistic. Yeah, which means that they can do whatever they want. They can beat the shit out of people and then heal them. Yes. And it's all okay. Yeah. Sort of, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, and like the city is a grimdark type of city. I wouldn't actually say that the tale was all that grimdark. Um, in some ways it is, but I don't know. Like I think Kieran, as the main character, didn't. Like, yeah, he's put through. He's put through some very grim, dark things. Yeah, and the city and the world is pretty grim, dark. Yeah, but Kieran's tale. He's more of like an optimistic, hopeful kind of person at nature himself. Yeah. So I didn't, and he that certainly isn't like the the brutal anti-hero in any way. Yeah. So um, 
I guess right now we should probably, we started talking about the world, you know, where there's all this magic. Um, one of the early big scenes, Kieran fights a demon, mm-hmm. like a giant demon that basically rapes his mind yeah. at one point yep. and just totally messes with him. And that's how he's actually found by the the ruling classes because these each of these he he looks he's clearly a ba- uh, a bastard son actually he's clearly at least part of this noble family based on the way he looks like right he's blonde hair blue eyed was it blue eyed or purple eyes I can't um, remember blue blue I yeah to say but but, he, but he's like beautiful yes and clearly from this family like there's like other people don't look like this it's, yeah. it's very clearly stated or at certain points where where they're describing what other people look like yeah and none of none of them are look like he does right and so um he gets found out because of that and all of this it sounds like we're giving away a lot but a lot happens <laughs> yeah. like right off the bat right and in some ways this whole whole book is a prologue to the main story mm-hmm. It's almost a, a a reference, yeah. Uh, catalog, yeah. For hopefully what becomes a pretty epic story, yeah. I mean, this is. I'm not gonna say it's Malazan epic because Malazan is in its own world, but it's. But it looks like it's striving to be that epic yeah. in terms of different worlds, different you know planes of existence, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, Chris, you want to talk about how the book starts and how like the structure works in this book? Oh, okay. So the the story is told as uh, oh, what did you call it earlier? It, it's kind of a the journaling of or or yeah. the it's a, the it's cataloging a, of uh, yeah. events in the past for our main character to go on trial. Yeah, and it's also yeah. So it's a uh, one of the characters who we don't know right off the bat, but will um, become a bigger character later on in the book is actually writing this down mm-hmm. for another audience. So Kieran isn't he, he's it's his journal basically mm-hmm. or a diary of his life, but yeah. it's being written for other people. And at the end of every chapter, there's like reference notes. Yeah, Kieran is an yep. unreliable were- narrator, so sometimes this other guy will be like, "Oh, well, this isn't right." You know, right? This is so yeah. So you have your your, I guess, author character mm-hmm. who is transcribing an interview between two other characters. Yes. One of them being Kieran, our I guess point of view character. Yep. for the most part. Yeah, his his char- his um, chapters are first person. Right. So With you have him. you have alternating chapters being told by Kieran and by Talon. Talon. Yeah. Yep. So and Talon uh, is like a demon. Not she's not a uh, demon. Shape shifting. Yes. Because a demon is a specific thing. In yeah, this book. yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's a thou- thousands of years old. Shape shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, she eats people. Basically, yeah, eats and then people eats and kind of obtains their their memories. Yeah. And so that's how. That, so our our two uh, primary narrators in this are mm-hmm. Kieran telling a first person story about we'll call this one present day. Yes, uh, <laughs> even though it's it's not it's it's the near the, the near, near past. past. Yeah, yes. and then you have Talon telling another narrative, in which third is third person, but it is about Kieran in further past. Yes. So, and and it's alternating back and forth between those two yeah. uh, 
those two narrations. Yes. So if it sounds like complicated the way that we're telling it, it's because it's complicated. It is. Yeah. And so. and I think what uh, what adds to the complication of it is that these chapters are I don't know page page count because I read it um, on a Kindle, but it was seven or eight pages, maybe seven so or eight minute the, chapters. The, the entire story is five hundred and forty eight pages long, and there and are there ninety were chapters. Ninety chapters. Yeah, so, so it is jumping back and forth between these two stories, both about Kieran, quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, average of five and a half, you know, so five to yeah, six pages, so yeah. short. And so, um, and then at the end of every chapter, you have those notes, like I said, that yeah, will there take are you back notes. to footnotes. So, like you would have in a in an accounting, yeah, like this, uh, yeah. As like I said, this is going to to somebody else to you know say whether or basically to for a trial type of a thing, you know, yeah. like or. An accounting to the ruler. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is just, it is complicated. Um, Talon, and, and when Talon is doing, and every once in a while Talon will go in back to, because she doesn't have to eat you necessarily to get your memories. She can... She can also, uh, if she's re- been around you yeah, enough. read your mind. And so, like, she'll sometimes, um, Kieran will be, like, narrating his story, and she'll interject into it mm-hmm. and what ha- and so the guy that for also i guess one thing the guy that's writing this down wasn't there while they were doing this story or while they were um talon and kieran were talking right. she had a, a basically a, like a magic rock that was like a tape recorder basically yeah you it know? was basically the fantasy tape recorder yeah and yeah. so he's you know he's this the narrator has or the journalist i guess has mm. um listened to this and then you know written yeah, this down is but, transcribing yeah but he never has his po- a point of view chapter himself in the in the book like as the character who right will be you know so anyways so yeah this is pretty convoluted um <laughs> what the one thing i want to say like just i thought that this was a, a truly epic story it was incredibly well written and even though these ch- chapters were only like five or six pages, some of them, I got into the movie in my mind within like sentences. I mean, it was such yeah. a good narrative. But then every single, like every five pages, I got kicked out of that. And I'm not good with... Because um, you're clicking on a footnote. Yes, because I'm clicking on a footnote. And I'm so bad at remembering specific details because I get into that movie in my mind and I just see it. I don't... I don't pay attention to specific details. So if there was five footnotes, I had to go back five times. Right. I, I spent longer sometimes on f- going from footnotes to back than mm. I did on a chapter. <laughs> so, um, man, I'm just going to say it. I know that this is early, but it this book pissed me off <laughs> because it had such an awesome, epic story mm-hmm. that was so good. The characters were so much fun. And I really cared about the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it does a great job of the world building. So how then do you think it could have improved on that? Do you think that maybe trying to incorporate the footnotes a little bit more into the into the prose or because the, the footnote aspect works for what it's trying to accomplish? It does. I just think that the book tried to be too clever and <laughs> it have a cool like it is different i mean there's no question that it's different yeah and obviously and this is also something that's only going to work for this book i hope 
because <laughs> we do get to a present eventually, you know? Yeah. So hopefully from here on out, it's going to be a normal um, normal story. A, a better flow to the narrative. Yeah, better flow to the narrative, um, a tra- you know, like the traditional style. But I, I don't know. I, I, get, I don't think that for me this style was ever going to work. Yeah. Because I don't like to be taken out of my sure s- my story. So do you think that it could have worked a little bit better if maybe the chapters weren't as short as they were then? Oh, maybe. Because, so because it, it is a, if you're trying to sit down and read for an hour and it is jumping back and forth between uh, two different pasts so quickly that, because, I mean, I, I've, there are books that I've really enjoyed using that mechanism, uh, like M.D. Presley's books, mm-hmm. uh, that I think it worked a little bit better and maybe... Maybe it's just a matter of maybe those chapters should have been longer. Maybe if that would have been something. Stay in one part of it a little bit longer to give you more of that flow. Mm-hmm. And then also, in my like, in my opinion, when you're doing those multiple timelines and going back and forth between them, you want the the past to inform the present. And and I felt like it didn't do that enough with as many times as it did it. Like I, I would like if if you're gonna do chapters one, three, five, and seven are are the past, and uh-huh. then and then two, four, six, eight are the present. I want chapter one to inform what's going on in chapter two, and yeah, like chapter Presley three does, to example. inform what's going on in chapter four. Yeah, and and I don't think that it did that uh, enough to justify the length of the chapters and how many of them there are. I yeah. Mean, like we said, 90 chapters means it, it's doing it a lot. Yeah. I mean, nonstop. So yeah, maybe you're right because, um, well, part of that do has to do, I, mean, I think because like Talon is, has a different, uh, um, motive than Kieran does too. So yeah. like when Presley's doing his, it's still like the same character with the same, you know, like, so chapter one, would give her backstory that like made sense as to why she did an act took an action in chapter two mm-hmm. whereas kieran has his own motivation in chapters one and three okay and talon her motivations are completely different than two and four you know Fair. yeah so i think that's why it doesn't but it's also you know like that's where like even you know like you said like kieran's st- his story starts off when he's like 21 in his backstory, mm-hmm. and Talon starts off when he's fifteen. Yeah. So, and they're so you're still you know you get that you're starting off in the past, but not at the same time. But both of them are still in the past. There's no present <laughs> one that's carrying on. You know, right? I mean, it wouldn't work for the you know to do the journal style where we wonder like if we knew right off the bat you know we were moving forward to catch up. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Um, I will say that I hope that. That I that I fully plan on reading book two because of the story was so good. Oh yeah, but that I I just hope that it's a normal novel mm-hmm. and that I don't know. Um, here's where I'm gonna take a quick little break, and we're gonna let Katie come on in here. I'm gonna take the baby, and you want because you really enjoyed even the change the timelines and the the format. So real quick pause. Should we uh, should we start the whole thing over? Hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> this is our episode within an episode. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm 
I'm special guest Katie. And this is the Nerdbook Review mini pod. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I just live here. I pop in every <laughs> once in a while. Um, yeah. So I, Cameron and I talked about this a little bit because I read it a while ago and just with the two kids, we don't really have time to ourselves do a podcast. One of us has to take care sure. of them. <laughs> um, so I don't remember some parts of it, but I liked, I had no problem with the narration style. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was because the first footnote I'd see, I'd read through the whole section of footnotes and then okay. go back. All right. Like I didn't care if it was a little bit of a spoiler, which I don't think ever it was. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you would like mention a character that I didn't know that he was going to talk to. Sure. But it wasn't a big deal to me. But I had a real hard time with Kindle <laughs> clicking the stupid links to go yeah, back and Yeah, I had the same problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it would page back instead, yeah. of, instead of going back to where I wanted to because uh, apparently I missed the little two number or whatever. Yeah, it might have been a lot better with a physical book too, not getting yeah. out of the flow. Yeah, and then you can kind of like, you know, thumb that part mm-hmm. and well, then be able to jump back and forth a little bit easier. That's, and I, I almost yeah. imagine that in a physical book, it might be on the same page, like Ooh, a normal yeah, footnote, or you true just glance too. down yeah. and then back up. And I think that would work a lot better. Hmm. God, if I had thought about that, I would have checked when I was at the bookstore the other day. Way to drop the ball. <sighs> I suck at this. I know. You're like the only one of us that actually has time <laughs> to go to a physical bookstore. You don't even check. <laughs> yeah, but I I really liked the story overall. I liked the characters a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it jumped back and forth a lot because it didn't want to like give anything away in this timeline before you saw this in this timeline. Okay. So, so kind of the opposite of what I was saying then, yeah. where, where you don't want to know... You don't want it to inform the next one. You want to, yeah, okay. That's a fair point. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, it was a while ago that I read this. But you did enjoy the storyline and it didn't bother you like it bothered me. No, it didn't bother me. Like, Cameron's a picky little bitch. I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) You want to just quickly throw out a star rating since since Um, you're. Probably about four and a half. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm excited for the next one, but it's not like I need to read it now. It's yeah. killing me. So well, all right. Yeah. Four and a half sounds good. So going off of what she just said, actually, I actually kind of am like I I really even though I'm not gonna give it anywhere near a four and a half, I really want the next <laughs> book to be out because I just wanna know mm-hmm. if I'm going to love it or I'm gonna just throw it down in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't throw I, it down in disgust because the format bothers you, or because yes. I mean the yeah. story, story-wise, definitely want to read more. Yeah, but yeah, um, the storyline and one thing too, and um, is that by the you know by the time that you do get to the end of the book, everything's pretty clear. That you know convoluted timeline that happens during throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eventually you'll get to. It's pretty late though, where you do get to the. Um, to where we're in what's considered present time. Yeah. But by that point, everything is pretty pretty clear. Uh, there is. I don't know it, about everything. <laughs> well, not everything, but I mean, like there are Kieran, like things. Be, I think between Talon and Kieran, because Talon's almost like the omniscient character, because she knows so many. Yeah, different has things. so many yeah. perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. That you're gonna get. Uh, um, 
a bigger picture of what's going on in the world, even though Kieran's the un, uh, unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. But what I one thing that like that I did really love was so you get like a lot of backstory about like the noble families, the the different parts of the war of the city, for example. Yeah. Uh, then you'll get the larger part of the of the world too, because Kieran will you know like go into the wider world. Yeah, um, there yeah. are um, Dragon Island. Dra- yeah, there's dra- there are dragons with, with the snake cult. Yeah, like which legit- is basically just a sex cult. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like Wild Wild Country starring snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like legit snake men. They're, they're one. They're like the avatars of a of a god or goddess. Goddess. I can't remember. I can't. I think goddess. But anyway, so there are. Yeah, but like, and I, I, I've always said this too. That in a, I prefer my gods to be like legit, like take part in a world if there's gods yeah. in a world and yeah. these there are gods that are you know like there's no ambiguity that whether they exist or not like right they're they're present yeah in, and, I, and i and i think i prefer that in my you know in my epic fantasy when when you know that gods yeah. are involved yeah um the world is super expansive i mean there is the world building it, I, you did mention something when we were talking before though that you didn't like about yeah there were the there were a couple of moments fairly early on in the book that i felt I wish I had written down when specifically uh-huh. they were so I could double check on this, but it felt like they were explaining things within the world that two characters that lived in the world wouldn't have that conversation. It would be like not unlike us being like, okay, we're nerd book review. Let's talk about books. You see, books are stories made up of symbols <laughs> printed onto pages that are bound together. Like that doesn't make sense because we know what books are. Yeah, and I and guess it, one thing now that you mentioned it specifically, the when he's talking about his gaze, the little thing that, um, that has part of his soul in it, he goes into that might have been a part of it where yeah. they talk about yeah the, they go into real detail about the gaze, even though like there's no reason why that 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 yeah <laughs> that that's a singular G A E S is yeah. how it's it's a uh, yeah gay s gay s let's call it a gay s <laughs> just so that we're not talking about <laughs> the gays Cameron so, sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 okay Katie was saying that yeah because of the footnote ability maybe some of these things that Chris is talking about that. Yeah, they didn't, didn't have to, to be in the, the story. storytelling. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that bothered me because I I love an info dump. Sure. I'm like I'm mean, I'm on that like extreme level end of people that's like. I, one of the reasons why I love Dirk Ashton's work so much is is that because <laughs> it's practically uh, uh like uh, it's. It's theology 101. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know what? And it was funny when I had my when I did my interview with him and I mentioned that specifically to him. Mm. He's like, yeah, he's like the kind of people he's like, I think more people than one who admit love an info, a good info dump. And he said, and my book is for those people, because if you don't like an info dump, you're going to hate my book. (laughs) He said, so I figured I was just going to go all out. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, there's some info also, dumps in here. Nah, we don't have to What's go that? further into his books. But I was thinking there were also things he doesn't info dump. He just drops in there that I Wikipedia and <laughs> are, like he could have an info dump about that because it was fascinating. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. But what's funny though is is that actually is that I agree with you. 
about some of these info dump things, even though I didn't bother them or, or they didn't bother me. But I read like several reviews that are like, oh, there's absolutely no info dumps in this book. And I was like, I don't know about, I don't that. Know about that. But yeah. So I agree with you. It just didn't bother me in the slightest. But okay. I can see where if, if it was the kind of thing that got into my head and I was thinking about it, what I would think about. <laughs> and it wasn't something that like, you know, made me throw down the book in disgust. It yeah. was just a like, now, because when you have a, when you have a storytelling mechanism like that, mm-hmm. it, beca- it became something that I thought about uh, more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something like uh, A Plague of Giants has another... Uh, unusual story storytelling mechanism mm-hmm. and in doing that it made me think about that storytelling mechanism as I was reading it yeah and I think maybe because of that mechanism I was more aware of things like that I see what you're saying yeah and um and I don't know that I noticed them in with it you know myself within it but now but once you even though it's been like three months since I read this book, I can I immediately could think of at least one, you know, scenario where yeah. what you're talking about, I can think of it now, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So um you know, it's funny to think of I don't know, maybe she I don't know whether it was a subconscious thing or something that she just thought the reader needed to know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. You know, of cuz I think I'm guilty myself a, a lot of of going into si- more way more detail than I need to just to give a couple se- what should be a couple sentences, you know, <laughs> it just dis- it irritates the hell out of Katie on occasion when she just wants me to tell her something and I give like <laughs> a six sentence thing on give some background yes, on and... why this is the way you know and she's like I don't that's not that is that's not even important but yeah like but you need context yes I like giving the context <laughs> but <laughs> so. Um, Chris, is there anything else you think we need to talk about, like with the, um, the story itself, to get people like so people understand what they're getting into, or do you think we've pretty well given the world? Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. I was just, um, I there I there's a lot that we have not touched on that I think as kind of everything that happens in this sort of just spins out of control with mm-hmm. trying to keep track of stuff. The, the families are all kind of intermingled. There's, uh, I mean, is body swapping and that sort of thing too spoilery? I don't know. It, I mean, they discuss that that's happening fairly early and yeah. it's like one of the, one of the key items that Kieran has, has some special properties that, uh, that, put souls in other people's bodies and there's uh, reincarnation and there's three like there's reality and the magic reality and death reality and yeah. like it is it's so complex yeah uh yeah, we mentioned earlier that there's dragons yep um that than- are like giant yeah like, like the size of mountains yeah like god killers yeah, they're they're not like you're. Uh, they're not flying. People aren't flying around on them. Yeah, because they would never suffer a human to fly on on one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, like I said, lots of magic. Um, there are um, you know the noble families who all have some sort of magical ability. Um, but you know, you basically have like you know a race that's like elves. They're not elves, but I mean that's the way I would think of them. Except that they're they're very black, aren't they? 
Um, Very dark I, skin, it seemed to me that they were like a variety of. Oh yeah, but uh, one of like them, like two races, yeah, yeah. So I guess you have the drow and the the high yeah, elves, yeah. if you will. <laughs> but they're not I like like I, one of them was like purple or. Yeah, I think because she was so old, like that. Okay. She had, but yeah, so um, and like the elves in this case, they're. Oh yeah, they did have jewel colored hair. The oh okay, ones, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Katie's. Katie's randomly just walking by with the baby saying, like throwing in Interjecting comments. stuff that we are not saying. <laughs> yeah. So there's... but Because um, she has a better grasp of the book than, <laughs> than we do. There's a lot, there is a lot of talk about race in this book, though. Um, the different races, yeah. uh, the different... Like, he'll... Kieran will be mentioning, like, oh, this person's clearly from this part of the world based on their, like, copper-colored skin or whatever, you know? It's right. Like, like the Koreans don't have skin this color, you know, like you, yeah. And so, um, so that is something that, that is, you know, talked about. Uh, that also have mentioned this a little bit, but this is a very adult novel. Um, yeah. There's a lot, like there's, you know, incest is talked about, uh, yep. although it is mostly with the, the, the other races, I guess, in this case, but a little bit a in little the, bit. Yeah, yeah, in the families and yeah, there's slavery. Yeah, um, and slavery slave. is a uh, kind of a, a prevalent yes. uh, motif. There's That's only like the one, one there's like one or two. I think the I think the other rival empire that we don't really get into in this one too much to the. Um, Koreans, if that's what the empire is actually called, I haven't actually looked it up, but <laughs> that's the city, anyways. Um, that they don't allow slavery, right? But they're the only ones that don't, and it's yeah. not mentioned. You know, there we don't go there in this story. Yeah, um, not yet, anyway. Not yet, and they, uh, but so and and slaves are treated very poorly. You know, like they're yeah. your, they're they are your property to do with what you will. Once, right? Once and, and like we mentioned earlier the the idea of like beating the hell out of somebody and then just healing them so that they can do it again yeah yeah like kieran has a there's a a girl that he likes that's a that becomes a that they becomes a slave to the family that owns him and at one point he rebel he's rebelling and they're like well we can't kill you but we can sure we're gonna make you know flog your the girl, the slave that you like almost to death repeatedly mm-hmm. and then heal her and just keep doing it as long as you resist our, you know, doing what we yeah. want you to do kind of thing, you yep. know? So um, this isn't a, uh, there's a lot of, you know, and even just aside from slavery, there's a whole lot of inequality in the world. Right. Um, you know, the noble families could get away with murder. They could get, they could legitimately get away with murdering a yeah. citizen on the street, you on, know? On Fifth Avenue of yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um... It's uh and there's also uh I mean Sex Island. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, one of the like <laughs> that, a, one of the cults. that is very freewheeling. Yeah. They are they're they're just up for whatever whatever. Yeah. And it's it's actually like like Kieran by not uh not wanting to necessarily have sex with everybody is an is he's an oddity and they're like, "Huh, what's wrong with you?" kind yeah. of thing, you know? Like literally everybody. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who you, like, yeah, they'll have just, like, massive orgies where, like, yeah. if there's 100 people there, if you can make it, you're going to have sex with all 100 people there, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the, like, they're, like, the avatar, like, the, one of the island, the people that, like, kind of run the island or that are the, the protectors or the avatars for one of the gods. Um, so, yeah, like, it's a, it's a very adult novel, um, 
But I mean, I think like in the end, for me, this it's going to come down to whether um, book two is continues being epic like that and has a great story that doesn't continuously take me out of the. I mean, if suddenly we get like. 10 years in the future and Kieran's in prison or something again, you know, and that's <laughs> and it's, how it's like, how and did they he do get... that? That same storytelling. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to just, that's going to be it for me. Huh? But if it's a no, more of a normal novel, then I'll probably love it. Yeah. I think this, the, I think that the series has the potential to easily be a five star series for me, even though this book in some ways is like a one star for me, as far as that formatting goes, even though the storytelling is <laughs> a five star, you know? Right. So Chris, what do you uh, what are you thinking on a rating on this for you? Um, well, you know, it's tough. I'm I I don't think that I would read this again for pleasure. I would read it again for uh, reference uh, <laughs> yeah. for the next one. So I I think it's probably something that I would at least skim the glossary again uh-huh. and maybe even bits and pieces of the book. But I do want to continue reading it. I will. Go ahead and say four okay. for that. One thing that's funny though is, is I, when I started rereading it this morning, because mm-hmm. um, it, like I said, it was January probably that I read this, and it is now the middle of April. Yeah. Um, I, I probably read fifty pages this morning and never went back to the glossary, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. Like I, <laughs> I was like, you was, mean the footnotes? The footnotes. Sorry, yeah. I never went back and read the footnotes, mm-hmm. and I made it through like a good solid, I don't know, like nine eight nine chapters really fast without okay. uh without reading the footnotes and and i enjoyed it so maybe i could go back like if you know yeah say it's two years before this novel another one comes out i might do something like that without mm-hmm. reading the footnotes and see how much i enjoy it and then get yeah. to book two but i will definitely be reading book two so i think right now i'm going to give it a three star um okay. simply because uh I I, t- I thought about it for like a month of whether I was going to give this one a two star or a three star, and then wow. I decided that a two star I wouldn't read again, but a three star I love the story enough, even though I hated the format. Mm-hmm. So that's what what I decided. So like I said, it's just like on formatting I'm giving it a one star, on storytelling <laughs> I'm giving it a five star. So we're gonna go with a three. Okay. So let's. I, I think that we, as far as all of that is concerned, we kind of landed in three different places where yeah. where you hated it mm-hmm. katie loved it and i was kind of somewhere in between i yeah. think that it could have been improved upon uh but it, it didn't it wasn't a deal breaker for me yeah in the way that it seems to be for you yeah well i mean like i said in some ways it just pisses me off because i loved the story so <laughs> yeah. much like i really do feel like it is amazing and epic and has the potential to be like on malazan level if she eventually wanted to write 25 novels in it you know yeah but I'm not going to be able to handle that kind of a formatting again. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Chris, uh, thanks again for making your way on out to Sea Town. Thank you for a beer. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's it's Game of Thrones Day. Oh yeah, are you yeah. pretty excited? Yeah. See, we currently only have HBO Go, so we have to wait till tomorrow. I think to watch it. I, yeah, I plan on watching it tomorrow morning before yeah. I go to work. There you are. Oh yeah, you get up so early and then yeah. go to, you have the time. So yep. yeah. So excited, Game of Thrones Day. Yeah. And uh, today you managed to come, and I made Bram put clothes on before you got over here. So. Yeah, clothed child. Yeah. That's, uh, that's new. Yeah, well, he's almost four now, so I've started <laughs> telling him that, you know, people don't need to see you walking around 
with your penis out anymore. Yeah. You're getting you get a, to a certain age and, and you got to start at least easing it into that, you know? Yep. Yep. So anyway. You don't you don't want him to be 15 and still just <laughs> <laughs> yeah once he hit that that point then it's sexual assault <laughs> or sexual harassment you know yeah. there you are so gotta start him young getting, yep. getting those clothes on <laughs> all righty thank you everybody for listening yep yeah.